And now, welcome to your number one podcast for the latest and best info in the world of monster truck motorsports. This is Monster Fan. And now, here's your host, Moon Pie. This segment of the Monster Fan is brought to you by DriveMonsterTrucks.com. That's right, DriveMonsterTrucks.com, where you can get behind the wheel of a full-size competition monster truck and drive it yourself, just like you see at the professional monster truck events. Jumps, bumps, and wicked donuts, and you get to crush a few cars. Hey, it's your turn to drive next. Go to DriveMonsterTrucks.com. That is DriveMonsterTrucks.com. Calm. You have once again found the best source for your monster truck motorsports fix. We are the Monster Fan, and we are a weekly show. And I am Moon Pie, and it is a joy to bring you the news and the interviews that you want to hear about. We are excited that our numbers are growing. We have new subscribers coming up daily. We even have Denmark on the map now. Today, we have part two of our interview with Scott Jordan. He is the voice of Monster Jam. You know him. You love him. Now, let's pull up the last half of the interview from the call that we did last week on Zoom. You um, you grew up in Baltimore. Yes, sir. And when did you leave Baltimore? I left two weeks after I graduated from high school, which was the summer of 1996. I had early enrollment at the University of Central Florida, so I came down to Orlando early, spent the summer here, and um, you know, uh, never looked back. I never went back to, to the Baltimore area. I, I discovered there's there's two types of people: people that love Orlando, and people that hate Orlando. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we we are sometimes in both of those categories. <laughs> we live, uh, yeah. It mostly depends on 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 the money and everything. Um, Orlando now with the tourist industry taking a huge hit, it's, um, it's a great time to come here because everything is very cheap, but you know, Orlando also is the worst metropolitan city as far as, you know, pay goes. It's the worst metropolitan area for cost of living. Um, so it's, it's tough. There's a lot of, a lot of low income, uh, residents here and not a lot of low income housing. So we have, a a lot of things that need to be worked on as a city. My wife and I, our family, we live about 45 minutes northwest of Orlando. Okay. Uh, the Claremont Groveland area. So we're a little bit away from all of that. She works uh, in the heart of the tourist industry, right on International Drive. So she sees that every day. But uh, you know, I worked at the theme parks for a long time and uh, in that tourism area. And it's 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 tough here for people now. Orlando is, is a tough place to to live um if you're if you want to be a performer here in the theme parks you know it's it, the pay's not great the cost of living's not great but you know you do it because you love it but with us you know having a family we you know that that takes a toll on what we want to do you know she she my wife owns her own business owns her own salon um and you know for me to be able to work with monster jams it's been a blessing with our health benefits and you know, Feld has been allow- allowed us to keep our health benefits for the entire pandemic, which was huge. Um, and we've been back to work a little bit doing the TV show. But yeah, man, we, we love Orlando. We love going out there. We, we have, you know, SeaWorld passes. So we like going out there and 
and taking advantage of that. But it's um, it's just not the place it was when I, when I moved here, you know, twenty years ago, and she she moved here when she was three. Okay, so changed a lot. Yeah, I've got a, I've actually got family in uh, Altamont that uh, have uh, okay. they just recently sold. It was, uh, I want to say it was a forty-five, maybe a fifty-year uh, Allstate agency that they've had. And they just didn't have any offspring that they wanted to hand it down to, so they sold it. And yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm familiar with Orlando a little bit. Yeah, and, man. It's it, I mean, listen, it, it, if you come here for vacation, it's a dynamite place, and you know, it has its its bonuses, its perks. And we we've been here now in this house in, in the Groven for almost four years, so it, it's far enough away for us to still be able to enjoy the the perks that Orlando offers. But it's far it's far enough away for us to also be you know out here in some peace and quiet too. So were you at all uh, a determining factor in bringing the uh, championship every year to uh, Camping World? <laughs> uh, no, actually, <laughs> was not. But when I found that out, I was ex- incredibly excited. Um, you know, I lived in Vegas, too, for a long time. But World Finals is such a long week for us. And, you know, being away from my family for a couple extra days is, is no fun. So now, you know, having World Finals in Orlando, I don't have to stay at the hotel to get sleep in my own bed and you know drive make the 45 minute drive to camping world stadium you know do my job and come home it's that 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 part of it last year was fantastic that's great now i do want to ask you this i was watching your um was it it wasn't quarantine what what was the little uh show that you had on uh youtube Uh, yeah yeah Yeah, monster jam lockdown so how many how many episodes of that did you do we only did two. Um, we only did two. It, I, I did it as a way to keep Monster Jam content coming for you know our, our diehard fans because at the time we weren't producing anything, um, and it wasn't sanctioned by Feld or Monster Jam. I you know every episode, both episodes I did, I sent to you know my, my boss there uh, just to make sure everything was okay. So I, I wasn't ruffling any feathers. Of the the questions that I was asking and the answers that I was getting, that's where it started ruffling uh, a little bit of feathers because I wanted to do a show where, you know, I could ask the questions that we weren't able to ask at the events and, you know, kind of talk about some controversial things that had been avoided. And when we did that and I had, you know, Bryce Kenny was my first guest and Todd Duke was my, um, was another guest I had on there. And, you know, both of them were great interviews. Uh, but, you know, I think Todd may have gotten a phone call about it. And uh, at that point, I just decided that, you know, wanting to have a future with Monster Jam, that maybe I should just, you know, simmer down a little bit and uh, and let other people do do those things. And I think that was the right decision. But every, all the p- feedback that I got from lockdown, even from everybody at Monster Jam, was great that everybody did watch it and did enjoy it. It's just, you know, I was sort of pushing the boundaries with the questions I was asking, it's, you know, with their athletes. Well, I, I tell you, the going to the Bryce Kenny one, he was so very candid as far as yeah. the way he was responding. And, and um, uh, I'll be honest with you, I did not see Todd's, but uh, Bryce Kenny was just really, uh, it, was, it was really interesting to watch. And you were also candid in your, what's the term, coming out of your shell as far as your, your beginning with Monster Jam right. and then how you worked it up. I've had other people that have sent me messages asking how to get into get involved with the announcing side. Yeah. And what would you share with them and also uh, how how you mentored your how you had mentors that brought you through? 
Right. At, at some point in time, when when Monster Jam does start back up with the touring aspect, you know, I'm sure there will be auditions. It may not happen right away. Um, you know, if if we start small, I don't know. I don't know what the the initial plans are going to be. But at some point in time, they will get back to, you know, staffing. You know, four or five tours at a time. I, I would hope. And at some point, they will look to bring in new announcers. So my my advice to anybody that asks me is is to go and I am living proof that you don't have to know the ins and outs of monster trucks to get hired. They're looking for, uh, you know, people with sports knowledge, but people that are not afraid to, you know, be in front of a camera that are, you know, can talk professionally, can get points across, can tell stories. And, um, don't worry about the monster truck thing. That'll come. I, you know, for me, my first event was in Anaheim and as a pit reporter, when, when I was explaining what the job was, it was literally, you're going to have to talk about the monster trucks when they break, you know, when the drivers are having issues. And I said, how the hell am I going to do that? You know, how, how, I don't know anything. And I was told just learn. So Adam Anderson was a, was a big, big help to me. And the fact that any question I had, I could go to him and he would walk me to the truck and say, this is what that, you know, this is what that does. This is what a four link bar does. This is, you know, how we fix the transmission, his, his crew, um, you know, Todd LaDuke was another guy that was great. Neil Elliott was another guy that was great with, with anything. They just helped me so much learn the ins and out of monster trucks. Scott Douglas was my mentor and the voice of monster jam for, you know, you know, so many different people was, was my mentor. So to have the, you know, the man that is most famous for having a microphone at monster jam to, call you know on a, on a daily basis to talk to to see on the road having him uh, build me and guide me through was great my my wife so much as well just to where anytime I had confidence issues anytime I felt down anytime I felt like I don't know that I can do this she was there to you know bring me back up and, and push me so to have that team around me was 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 ideal and uh so anybody that wants to start with monster jam <coughs> excuse me or monster trucks in general go to the audition um, you know, get the experience. If you don't get hired, come back again and keep coming back until you get it. But the opportunities will be out there. Don't be scared about it. Go get it done. Learn, be humble, grab a notepad, write down every single monster truck part you possibly can hear, write down what they do, how to fix it and be able to talk about it. Now, have you ever had a chance to get behind the wheel? I have not driven a truck yet i've i've been behind the wheel um you know it was part of my learning experience at world finals uh the first world finals i did actually as the events as a pit reporter was a couple years ago and i did a, i wanted to do a piece on the rear steers so matt pagliarulo uh let me you know in in jester let me sit down in it uh, for the first time and kind of walked me through the the parts that are inside the cab you know what the rear steer does the toggle switch how to start it things like that um, and ever since then, I've, I've, I've been behind the truck any opportunity I can get behind the wheel, um, but never had a chance to drive one. I, I hope that will come at some point. My wife, that's what she wants to do. You want to talk about a dream? She wants to uh, be the first female driver of Max D. <laughs> so we're, okay. we're trying to, every time I see Tom, I, I, I kind of hint, you know, hey, man, you have a spot open at, at MJU, and the answer is usually no, but he said once they do, he'd love to get her in to try and, and see what she's got. Has she uh, has she ever had a chance to uh, to drive? Has she ever had a chance to drive? She can drive pretty much anything on on four wheels. She's never had a chance to drive a monster truck yet, but we're we're working on it. They came uh, they came out to Jacksonville and to Tampa this past year, and um, she actually got to sit in Max D 
okay. for a little bit. Uh, Neil's truck. And so we took some pictures of her in there and uh, just, it was like watching the kid in the candy store with her climbing up <laughs> uh, behind there. Yeah, we, um, uh, I was there in Jacksonville this year. Okay. Uh, I was, I was there and uh, that was a, that was a fun, fun night. Yeah. So, um, as a matter of fact, Jacksonville traditionally, if it is going to have a uh, Monster Jam event, it's going to rain. That this particular year it did not. No, it was cold though. It was incredibly cold. I had to be there. I had to be there for morning media at four o'clock in the morning. And, and with the Florida shows, I always stay home, no matter if it's Jacksonville, Miami. If I have to drive three hours uh, back and forth, I don't care. Anytime I have an opportunity to sleep in my own bed, I want to. And I had to get there at four o'clock in the morning for morning media. And I mean, we just froze. Now, have you um, done much of the uh, international tours? I've done one. I did Cardiff, Wales uh, for Fox Sports. Uh, it was my second time as a pit reporter for the FS1 show. And I went to Cardiff, Wales, uh, but have not done a lot of the international stuff. Just because, again, the schedule. Um, Cardiff was a great opportunity because I got to do TV, but it also was still Thursday to Sunday. So I still left Thursday, still came home Sunday. I know, you know, I had opportunity to go to Saudi Arabia, but I had to be gone for eight days and okay. just you know, like that, if, if, it, if it's going to take, and a lot of those international tours are a couple weeks at a time. Uh, and, you know, so sometimes they use international hosts, sometimes they don't, but a lot of the international things, if, if it's going to take too much time away from me being at home, I, I, I won't do it. Uh, here again, going back to the, the, the family life. I just love the fact that you are so into your family and, uh, you also are into some other sports. Uh, are you more into the extreme sports, or I mean, I know you do uh, the Supercross. Yes, yeah, I did Supercross. Um, a couple of years, did Monster Energy Cup a couple of years, and then 2019 was my first uh, and only full year with Supercross as a play-by-play announcer. And then they brought me back over to to Monster Jam. But I, I do love Supercross. I'm not too much into extreme sports. Um, I'm, when when the um, X Games came out, you know, I was a big fan of that, but I was a lot younger too, so I, I wasn't afraid to, you know, try some of those things out. But now, yeah, no, I, I, I'm I'm a traditional sports guy. I'm a diehard football fan, uh, baseball, basketball. Tried to get into hockey when I was a kid. Didn't take to it very well. Um, I'm, most of my friends were hockey fans too, so that was a little bit awkward. But for me, it's it's football is is my number one sport to watch. Uh, Wrestling, I still watch when I can. Obviously, that's sports entertainment. Uh, but I keep up with everything, basketball and baseball and uh, motorsports, too. You know, Supercross, if that's on, I'll watch it. Monster Jam, of course, obviously. And some of the cool things that come on NBCSN that I've seen, like Snowcross, I never knew that existed. And then I remember one night uh, last year after our show aired, Snowcross came on. I was like, this is incredible. This is cool. I, I, I'm one of those weird people that actually likes curling. Curling. <laughs> I, there's something about it that just draws yeah. me in. Now, uh, how do you feel about your uh, Ravens this year? I'm a little nervous, to be honest with you. <laughs> and I say that for a 5-1 and one football team. But we, uh, the, the team does not look good yesterday. I, I watched the first half at home. I think we were up 24 to nothing or 17 to nothing. It was 24 to nothing. I took Lily to the grocery store. <laughs> Um, thinking the game was over, I get a text from my mom saying, you know, Jesus or something like that. And I looked up, I pulled up the score and it was 20 or 30 to 22. And then I look again and it's 30 to 28. And then they missed it. Uh, Philadelphia missed a two point conversion to tie it. And I'm like, how, I, 
I don't know. I mean, we're, Lamar Jackson, I feel like, has regressed completely. The offense has regressed. Um, I think we're still missing a you know, veteran wide receiver presence. Our defense looked fantastic for three quarters yesterday, and then the wheels fell off the wagon. Um, so I'm a little concerned. Our one loss was to Kansas City. It, it's tough because in our last 28 regular season games, we're 24-4, and four, and three of those losses have been to the Chiefs. <laughs> um, but again, we're 0-2 in the playoffs and Lamar Jackson's only two playoff starts. So there's a lot to be excited about and a lot to be nervous about. And it's, it's, it's really hard to say that I'm not one of those fans that's like throwing in the towel. We're five and one, you know, but I also look at the Steelers who were five and oh, and you know, the Browns are four and two. I know they got blown out yesterday, but it's, um, we'll see. Like we had a tough stretch coming up. We got the Titans coming up the Steelers twice. Um, so that's going to determine, I think where we end up in the postseason as far as seeding goes. And I, I just hope that they can get the offensive philosophy together. Last year, it was just, you know, run the ball, run the ball, run the ball, shove it down everybody's throats, and it worked. Now these teams are stacking the box and forcing Lamar Jackson to throw. They're spying him with the linebacker so he can't hit the edge, um, and he's just not hitting the passes. So I'm a little concerned. I'm not ready to call it quits yet. We're still 5-1. and one. And uh, I think we'll make the postseason and we'll get a good seed and we'll, we'll see what happens. Last year, I was convinced we were winning the Super Bowl um, until Tennessee came in and shut us down. Well, I, I, I'm in Jacksonville, so I have there's nothing to say there. I mean, <laughs> so. Well, you're, you're rebuilding. You know, I, I do like Minshew. I think that I don't know that he's necessarily the franchise quarterback, but I think that he is good enough to compete on a weekly basis for a while. Um, and I, I was a Blake Bortles fan for, you know, him being from UCF, I thought he was going to be the answer. Um, and I think yeah, they made it to one AFC title game in his tenure. And then well, he just got cut backup job. Take, take that, uh, take that AFC, uh, title game out of it. We've been rebuilding for nine years now. So, uh, there's a actually longer than that when it really comes down to it. So anyway, I know that from the baseball side as an Orioles fan, uh, I know what, <laughs> I know what life is all about there. Yeah, did you ever get a chance to see uh, Ripken play? I did. We were there, and, and nobody believes me when I say this. We were there at the game. He broke Gary's record. My family was. We, oh, my, wow. dad's com- my dad's company had tickets. They're usually given out uh, a year in advance. We were fortunate to get the tickets for that entire series. And when we realized we were going to be there, it was incredible. I've never, I've never seen – so many excited sports fans in Baltimore at the time, obviously, you know, they've made some playoff trips since then, but you know, when you had a team like Baltimore that just lost and lost and lost and lost every year, that was our world series was seeing Cal Ripken break Lou Gehrig's record. So yes, I grew up in Eddie Murray, um, Jim Palmer to an extent for a couple of years as well. Those were the, the guys that I watched when we would go to the stadium as a kid. Rick Dempsey was another one that I loved to watch and play, man. Just not, not a, not a Hall of Fame resume, but a Hall of Fame Oriole because he was just, he's a guy that he was our catcher for a long time. And, you know, he bat, you know, 240 a year, 30 RBIs, you know, 10 home runs, but he was a great catcher and that he called great games. But man, when the rain delay came out, he would put some pads under his shirt, his jersey, and he would come out and just slide on the tarp and give everybody a show. Now, I'm going to have to um, apologize to, there's a certain, we have fans that will send us. Uh, fans of the show that will send us messages okay. and let us know that we got off of the topic of monster trucks. 
right. I'm expect. I, I know of at least two right now that are going to send me messages going, why would you do this? We don't care about baseball. We don't care about football. We don't care about monster trucks. That's what happens with us. But, uh, of course, you. I'm sure being in the media field, you uh, have heard such. It happens, and we sometimes stray a little bit on the TV show as well. Uh, Bari Musauer and I, who he's been my color commentator for our, our new batch of episodes. He's from Cleveland. He's a Browns fan, so occasionally that NFL talk will pop up. But you see it in other sports as well. You know where you watch an NFL game, they're going to talk about if they're if they're in Cleveland, they're going to talk about the Indians. You know, so I I had something I wanted to bring that realness to our broadcast by not ignoring. You know, the cities that we're in, the buildings that we're in, and, and what transpires in them, you know, for the other 364 days, we're not a part of it. So I think it's, I think it's okay. I understand that. I understand. <laughs> now, Barry lives there in uh, Orlando, right? Yes, he does. He right. lives down the road. Uh, he lives uh, not too far from where we're at right now. Okay. Do you guys get a chance to see each other much? Or Yeah, yeah. We, we've been um, carpooling together to Feld once a week. Okay. Uh, some post-production on our, our voiceovers. So yeah, he and I uh, have become very close friends throughout all this. We were, we were always friends. We always uh, communicated and talked when we saw each other, but we were on different tours. Um, mostly he's on the triple threat series and I was in stadium. So we'd only see each other a couple times a year, but now, um, you know, he and I are, are, are very close. I think he's, he's, he's done an excellent job of transitioning into the broadcast booth. Uh, you know, at least now I'm on a full-time basis. He's still going to drive, but seeing that, element that he can bring to the color commentator position for me has been great um, i've had the, the fortune of, of having great partners bryce morgan scott buto um but Bari adds another element to that as well so he's done an amazing job yeah i've reached out to him a couple of times and he's messaged me back and forth on um social media social media and uh i don't want to <laughs> say where it is so we don't he doesn't get right. inundated but, uh, yeah, I, I thought we were going to get something going, but we have not hooked up on getting an interview with him. Um, the last thing I'm going to ask you, and it, this is strictly a question you pro- you may not know the answer to. Okay. Um, are you familiar with the Ace Cafe there in Orlando? Never been, but I, I, know, uh, I know where it's at. Okay. The, um, the reason I ask, they've got coming up on October 30th an uh, event that's the, the Monster Truck Mash. Do you know what that is? I, I think I saw something on Facebook. I did some sort of Halloween themed monster truck. I don't know if it's a, is it a monster truck event? Are they actually going to have monster trucks there? Or? I don't know. That's why I'm asking you. Cause I thought you might living there. You might know. I, I don't. Uh, the only one that I, that I'm really familiar with that usually, you know, passes through here is monster truck throwdown. Right. Um, but I don't, I've, I've, I saw a flyer for monster monster truck mash, but I don't know what it entails. I've never actually been to ACE cafe, um, I, I know they've got some sports stuff there. I had a, a guy that I, I knew that worked at one of them here um, that was telling me a little bit about it when they first started opening. But yeah, I don't, I don't know. I have to look into that. And if I find anything out, I'll send you a message. Okay. Well, thank you for, gosh, I've, I've spent some time with you today. I appreciate your time. And they've yeah, uh, no been surprisingly, uh, you know, tame this morning next to my my wife who's sitting next to me <laughs> now is is her name a name that we need to look out for to end up in a truck jillian marston jordan i will be the first female driver of max d at some point I'm, okay I'm, and then now the thing is is how am i going to call her races and her freestyle runs because you know that's i'm going to be very biased to the beautiful woman behind the wheel and well, if she does it just run, to- i'm going to say 
just do it. Just do it like Gary Danielson does the Alabama games. You know, he, he, you have he, to, on, on that. How does that work? How does he do that? Oh, he 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 um, he loves him some Alabama. And uh, oh. as a matter of fact, uh, recently he uh, uh, they were calling the George game, and he he was he said yes on a couple of times that they did uh, interceptions. Whenever ah. Alabama would intercept, he was like yes. So okay. So that's that's what you gotta do for her because if not, you, you won't be sleeping in your own bed that night. I, greater than that, so I will do what I have to do to make that happen. Hey, thank you so much. I appreciate your time, and uh, we will um, talk later on. Absolutely, man. My pleasure. Thank you. Okay. Have a good one. Thanks. I am grateful to Scott for his time. He is one awesome dude, and Scott, I really want to thank you for coming on the show. And the events calendar is picking back up. Again, let's remind you, do not just show up at an event. Call and verify that nothing has changed. Also, follow the community guidelines before you just show up. It is not only for your safety, it's for others. Saturday, January 2nd, in South Texas at the Uvalde County Fairplex. I hope I said that right, Uvalde County Fairplex. They will welcome the No Limits Tour featuring Barefoot, Zilla, and Texas Outlaw. Saturday, January 9th, in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, the, at the Fredonia Truck Wars. That's going to welcome Carolina Crusher, Backdraft, and Crazy Train. All of that will be at the Wells Fargo Center in Philadelphia. And Saturday, February 13th, in Adelaide, Australia, the Monster Truck Rumble. Now, there we have it, guys and gals. We are your source for the best interviews and the information that you want to hear. Thank you for listening, and special thanks to those of you that share our show. We appreciate you very much. You are awesome, and we love you. Now, check us out on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and feel free to email me directly at moonpie at themonsterfan.com. That's moonpie at themonsterfan.com. Now... In the next few weeks, we are exp- uh, expecting to wrap up some interviews that we have coming up with Vern House, Rodney Tweedy, and a few others. And we also have some uh, surprises coming for you. Man, this is fun. Always remember, keep on trucking. Thank you for listening to Monster Fan. And make sure to hit subscribe so you never miss an episode. This segment of the Monster Fan is brought to you by DriveMonsterTrucks.com. That's right, DriveMonsterTrucks.com, where you can get behind the wheel of a full-size competition monster truck and drive it yourself, just like you see at the professional monster truck events. Jumps, bumps, and wicked donuts, and you get to crush a few cars. Hey, it's your turn to drive next. Go to DriveMonsterTrucks.com. That is DriveMonsterTrucks.com. Calm.